Welcome to the SMC 2022 podcast. 2,000 years ago, Jesus gave an invitation that changed the world. Come, follow me. Today, we have the same invitation. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Know Your Role, where you're going to walk away knowing how to discover yourself, Christ, and the gospel in Scripture. I'm Charlotte Talley, and I'm here with Milana Brown. I'm on staff with Stumo in Dallas, and Milana and her husband lead the ministry at UT in Austin. But we first met at TCU, where we both graduated. We have been going to SMC together since 2013, almost a decade of SMCs together. And another fun fact about Charlotte and I is that my oldest daughter, Ella, and Charlotte have the same birthday. Something else funny about my daughter, Ella, is that her world revolves completely around her. She's four, so I mean, obviously, but one of the ways you can see this is that every photo she sees of a baby, any baby, she says, that's me, that's a picture of me as a baby. She's always looking for herself in any photo. But isn't this kind of true for us too? Have you guys ever approached your time with God in this way? Reading the Bible, only looking for what it says about you and trying to connect every single story to just yourself? Maybe you even have good intentions and you want to discover your identity in Christ, your role in the kingdom, and who God says you are. God does want us to be certain of our identity in Christ, but in order to do so, we have to have a correct view of scripture, ourselves, and our God. If you've ever read the Bible only looking for what it says about you, if you've ever struggled to know how to worship Jesus, if you've ever had a hard time seeing the gospel throughout all of scripture, or if you've ever felt like reading the Bible reminds you of all the things you have to do to be better, then you're in the right place because we believe we have something that can help. Today, you'll walk away knowing how to discover yourself and Jesus in scripture and therefore have a clearer view of who you are in Christ. Worshiping Jesus is the most important thing that we're called to do in this life. And in order to do that, we have to know who he is and who we are. Scripture is what God has given us to know him. But many of us are walking into our time in the word with a wrong view about, about scripture, ourselves, and God. We tend to view ourselves as the main character in scripture. This kind of reminds me of when I get a notification that someone tagged me in a post on Insta. They might have posted a full 10 photos, but I'm scrolling just looking for the one that I see that they tagged me in. I can easily ignore the main point of their post because I'm so busy looking for myself. If I'm honest, that's kind of how I approach scripture too. I just want to read it and see what I need to do, what message there is for me today, me, 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 etc. I want to show you guys an example of how we are wired to do this, how we're wired to see ourselves as the main character in scripture. I'm going to give you a few examples and don't overthink it. It's not a trick question. I want you to discuss with the person next to you what character do you typically relate with in this story and what's the Sunday school moral of the story for each one? Let's take David and Goliath. And just to recap, in case it's been a while since you've read this story, um, Goliath is a giant from the Philistine army who's threatening the Israelite army, the army of God's people. David is an Israelite shepherd who's not even in the army, and he's much smaller and more inexperienced than Goliath. But he steps up to fight him, and David wins. So discuss with the person next to you what character do you typically relate with in the story? And what is the Sunday school moral of the story? 
If you're anything like me, your answers are be brave like David and defeat the giants in your life. Um, let's try another one. Let's take Noah's Ark. In this story, God sees evil amongst the people of the earth and commands Noah to build an ark to save him and his family. Noah obeys and he and his family are the only people saved when God sends a flood. So think about what character do you typically relate with in the story and what's the Sunday school moral of the story? Okay, if your answers are like mine, it was, I associate with Noah and I need to obey God like Noah did. It's okay to look different from the world and follow God when everyone else isn't. So those are not wrong answers necessarily. And it's okay to want to be brave and obedient like these godly men. But we're so conditioned to look for ourselves in scriptures that it causes us to miss out on who God is and have a wrong view of ourselves. This is what happens when we read scripture as a book all about us. It puts us at the center of the narrative. We want to align ourselves with the main character of the story and look for applications to be more like them. This can make us feel worn out, like we have to be all the things, perfectly brave like David, perfectly obedient like Noah. It can leave us exhausted and without hope, thinking that we have to be all these things that only God can be. A wrong view of scripture will lead us to a wrong view of ourselves and will result in a wrong view of God too. We have to know our role. And the Bible is ultimately not a book about us, but it's a book about Jesus. But the Bible is for us. When we read scripture looking for Jesus, it reveals our need for Jesus. It reveals the gospel. It gives us hope. It brings us life. And it helps us to have a clear view of who we are in Christ. A wrong view of ourselves leads us to a wrong view of God, and a wrong view of God has far-reaching implications that Charlotte is going to talk about. Yeah, I love that question that Milana asked when we started. When you're reading the Bible, do you feel like it leads just to a list of to-dos on how to be better? I know I felt like that. Like, okay, now I have this instruction manual on how to be perfect, so I better follow it. But you know what? When I approach the Bible in this way, I get anxious and I become so focused on performing for God that if I'm honest, it's like I forget about him. Throughout the Bible, we see one story of a sovereign God rescuing his broken people from sin. I wanna focus on three characteristics of God that I think we tend to put on ourselves when we only read the Bible looking for ourselves. When we have a wrong view of scripture and ourselves, we can focus on this first characteristic of being omniscient, which is a fancy word for being all-knowing. So in Psalm 147.5, it describes God in this way, that his understanding is infinite. And in 1 John 3.20, it says that he knows all things. But we try to do this. We try to be omniscient. Do you ever find yourself giving your opinion as advice more than scripture? What about omnipotent? This means being all-powerful. Luke 1.37 uh, says, For nothing will be impossible with God. Do you ever feel like you have to be the one to fix things for yourself or for others? And lastly, omnipresent. So this just means being in all places at all times. Proverbs 15.3 says, 
says the eyes of the Lord are in every place. But have you ever felt exhausted or spread thin because you are trying to do everything? The reality is we can't be any of these things. When we try to be what only God can, we will always feel anxious, inadequate, and hopeless. I think all of us would say that we don't want to feel this way. So what do we do? Let's revisit the Bible stories we looked at earlier and this time look for Jesus instead of ourselves. So David and Goliath, when we first read the story, we walk away thinking that we are David. And even though the world might look at us and tell us we can't, we can be brave for God and we can defeat the giants in our life. When in reality, it's Goliath is evil. We are the terrified and helpless Israelite army. We are faced with an impossible task. And David points us to Jesus, our rescuer, who alone is able to defeat evil. We can see ourselves in our position before Christ much more clearly when we see it like that. Again, it's okay to take an application to be brave and want to be bold for the Lord, but seeing David as pointing us to Jesus causes us to realize our need for Jesus and worship him as a result of that story. And then the story of Noah. When we put ourselves as the hero, we try to be perfectly obedient like Noah was. Obey God like Noah and we will be saved. When in reality, the only person who has ever obeyed God perfectly is Jesus. Jesus is the true and better ark because it is through him that we are saved. He is the vessel for salvation. Knowing this can reveal to us our need for a savior and can grow our hearts to worship Jesus for his role as the only one who saves us, our vessel for salvation. What we wanna help you see is how having a right view of scripture and a right view of yourself leads to a right view of God. So now Milana is gonna teach us how we can do that. <clears throat> That's right, we're gonna learn a tool and using this tool, you'll see God and yourself more clearly in all of the Bible and be better able to worship Jesus as a result. You'll be able to see Jesus in scripture throughout both the Old and New Testament. So just remember these four letters, E-F-A-P, for different ways to look for Jesus in the scripture. You can use this in your quiet time, Bible study, or whenever you're reading scripture. After you read a passage, you can work through this acronym looking for each of these things. And don't get caught up in the rules or the details. You're just looking for things that point you to Jesus. The first letter we'll talk about is E, which stands for example. Looking in the text for where Jesus is our example to follow. He shows us how. How did Jesus set an example for me to obey God? You're looking for the things that Jesus did and the person that he was. It doesn't have to be the actual person of Jesus, but it can be characteristics of other people or objects that point to Christ. Like our example from earlier where David pointed us to Jesus. The next letter is F, and F stands for fulfillment. Not only is Jesus our example to show us how, but he actually did it for us. As hard as we might try to live out the example of Christ, we will inevitably fall short. But Jesus obeys every command of God to complete perfection on our behalf. He does what we cannot do. So ask yourself, how did Jesus perfectly and completely obey where we could not? And how is Jesus the true and better something from the story? 
In our example from earlier, Jesus is the true and better David. He didn't just defeat evil in one scenario in one battle like David against Goliath, but he defeated evil and the devil once and for all when he died on the cross and bought our victory with his own life so that we'll never be enslaved or held captive again. The next letter, A, stands for atonement. Atonement is a big theological word for you, and basically what it means is looking at how he took on himself the punishment that we deserved. He took our place and took on our guilt and death to give us his own life and perfection. How did Jesus become like the guilty one in this text? How did he take our place? In our example from earlier, we can see that this wasn't actually David's battle to fight. In the story, he was a shepherd and he wasn't even at the battle. Same with Jesus. He's pure and perfect, and he doesn't have to fight sin in his own life because he's sinless. Like David going out to the Israelite army, Jesus became like us when he left heaven and came to earth to face sin and defeat it for us. The last letter is P for power. We don't obey God out of obligation, but out of worship. We're not obeying God out of a desire to gain righteousness but just out of a response to the righteousness that he already gave us. So how does Jesus give us power to actually live in this example that he set for us? If you're familiar with making an application from Bible study, this is the one most similar to that. We look in our example from earlier with David and Goliath, we already show see how Jesus is the true and better David. He fought a battle on our behalf, and because he won, we're guaranteed victory. So we can respond to whatever God calls us to, knowing that Jesus has already won, defeated sin, and we, like the Israelite army, get to share in that victory with him. So we're going to give you a chance to practice using the following passages of scripture. So work through them on your own, looking for ways that Jesus is our example, fulfillment, atonement, or power, and make notes of what you discover. And again, don't get caught up in the rules or bogged down. Just look for Jesus and use the letters E-F-A-P to help you. Go ahead and work through on your own the Good Samaritan, which is Luke 10, 25 through 37, the high school athlete verse, Philippians 4, 12 through 13, and the story of Isaac and Abraham in Genesis 22, 1 through 18. Now that you've had time to work through some passages on your own, hopefully this new tool has given you a clearer view of who God is and who you are as you read your Bible. The Bible is not a series of disconnected stories. It's a single narrative in which every story and character points to someone greater. When we know who we are and who God is, when we read the Bible, we have peace, power, and hope only through the person of Jesus. Hey, we loved learning alongside you, and we hope this brings you closer to God. Again, we are Charlotte and Milana, and thanks so much for listening.